Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Rim Zone. I hope you're never the same. Every day on the I Work Rim Show, it's the, our desire to challenge the way you think about your faith at work. Today we're talking about providing super duper excellent travel service and glorifying the Lord all at the same time. And we've got Catherine Hoyt with us from Travel Cats. And she's going to be sharing her testimony today and really talking about how the Lord is using their travel firm to make an impact on the kingdom of God. But I've got a scripture verse that I I, I try to find, Catherine, a a verse that applies what we're doing. So this is sort of a travel agency Bible verse. This one may throw you sideways, Catherine. Okay. 2 Corinthians eleven twenty five through 26. This is Paul speaking to the Corinthians. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers, but are not. Paul, the apostle, he needed a travel agent. Seriously, when you look at that, when I read that, I thought, that's perfect. Travel cats, they could have, you could have solved all these things for Paul. Catherine White, welcome to the I Work For Him show. Thank you, Jim, for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. I, I just, I, when I read that, I thought, I know that's going to throw Catherine for a little bit of a loop because you'd never, ever thought about that as an intro on why somebody needs 
a travel agent. You're right about that. I know the scripture well, but that didn't dawn on me that you would use it today. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at it, though, when you look at it, it's it's funny because when you he was, he was yeah anyway I've, I've read it. It was great. I just thought about that would just be a great thing. Listen, what what we do with every guest on the I Work for Him show, and I know you're familiar because I'm sure you've listened to many shows. Is before we get into the topic for the day, I really want people to hear how's Christ making an impact on your life today. Jim, he's sitting right beside me as we're speaking. I was listening to the radio in traffic one day, and I don't remember what station I was listening to, honestly, but one of the things that was said that was brought to my mind and my attention immediately was, just pretend that Jesus is sitting next to you right now, today. How would you behave? How would you talk? What would be uh, your reaction to certain things going on in your life today? And I have very hard tried to apply that to my life as we're speaking today. And it's really amazing. I honestly would love to see. Now, this is a Tampa Bay show. Yeah, we got people listening around the world to podcasts and downloads. So you don't have a reference point for this. But for those of us in Tampa Bay, I'd like to have seen Jesus driving a car through the 275 construction or coming down Almerton. I'd like to see what he would have been like. Like when he kept getting cut off by people on the way to the studio, I, I just, I just have to take a deep breath and go, Lord, I know you created them too. There's something broken in those people, but you know, we live in a broken world. It's always under construction, isn't it? It is, especially you and me. We're under right. construction. And, and, and the good part is I remind people all the time, Jesus came to restore all things. Yes. But he didn't say he was going to do it overnight. Exactly. And, and, and the work in your life and my life, it takes time. It does. And how long have you been walking with the Lord? Um, I was raised Baptist. Okay. In, uh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm just kidding. I, so was I. <laughs> um, and I took the walk down the aisle at an invitation. Uh, when I was 9, 10, 11 years old, it was kind of expected. You were going to Sunday school. You knew who Jesus was. You knew what he did for you uh, in, the, in that particular faith. So that's what I did. But, you know, quite honestly, we have to ask ourselves, do we really know at that age what Jesus did for us? Some say yes, some say no. For me, it was, you know, I was okay with it. I knew what I was doing. It came to fruition one day when I was 16 years old, driving my family's car, skipping church. <laughs> and uh, I'd never, I never skipped school except on senior skip day. But I, I skipped church that one day, and in my rearview mirror, two cars collided through an intersection that I had just driven through, and I never skipped church again. It was that particular day, and I can't calendar it, but that was that gave me a, quite an impact of what Jesus is in my life, and it's been an evolution ever since. Um, I continually... An grow. evolution or a revolution? Well, that's debatable. <laughs> that's debatable. <laughs> I know. I just, I, just don't, I just don't like that word evolution. I'm just, I'm just biased against it, but that's okay. Right, right. Well, you know, we all evolve in the way that we learn about Jesus Absolutely. And, and how we read the Bible. And, and if we change churches in midstream or, or Bible study groups, you know, et cetera. So it's, it's, it's a relationship that's continually under construction, <laughs> if you would. And that's how I feel today. And the last 20 years of my life have been just amazing. Fantastic. Okay, so any, you got anybody out there you want to say hi to today on the air? Oh, yes, I do. Um, I'm celebrating uh, 20 years of marriage with my wonderful husband, Ed. Congratulations. He's, uh, he's hopefully listening. And uh, my boys, I'm a new grandma. Oh, congratulations. Uh, awesome. So I'd like to say hi to Audrey and Jonathan and Ivana, Elizabeth Rose. 
She's listening, but probably won't. She'll be able to listen to this archive later. Sure. Okay. Yes. All right. Awesome. All right. So you and your business partner, Sandra, started Travel Cats. How many years ago? We uh, became uh, friends nine years ago. Okay. We uh, were individual travel agents of our own accord in our own home-based businesses and uh, just became friends because of that relationship. Uh, Travel Cats was created three years ago this January. Uh, we started out as cruise cats because we were looking to do just cruises, mostly. As we have worked and marketed our business, we have grown. So we also offer land tours. Um, we can go to the Holy Land. We go to Alaska. We go to the Caribbean. We go to Arizona, to the you know, Grand Canyon. So we decided to move into that venue of being a travel agent. So now it's Travel Cats. So that was the shift from Cruise Cats to Travel Cats. Yes. So, but when, when we first started talking, we, we met at the Christian Chamber of Commerce, which today was one of the monthly Christian Chamber of Commerce luncheons. Uh, Dan Schock from CBMC spoke. And, and if you missed it, you missed a lot. Dan Schock's testimony is fantastic. He's been on the show many many, many times before. But uh, so the Christian Chamber of Commerce, though, is how we got to meet. Yeah. And the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay is making an impact all over Tampa Bay. It's been around since the I Work For Him show has been around. We both started at exactly the same time. And Lori Hill and I are very good friends. The, what, what, first of all, what brought you to the Christian Chamber? How did you hear about it? You're from Brooksville, right? Did yes. You say, like Brooksville, that's almost to Georgia. So... <laughs> Well, I live in Indian Rocks Beach, and so, yeah, Brooksville is almost to Georgia. I mean, that's a two-and-a-half, I know it's a two-hour drive for sure. So what? how did you find out about the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay? Uh, Found online at c3tb.org. Yes, yes. The the Internet is a blessing in in so many ways. We were, uh, Sandra and I were looking for a Chamber of Commerce to join, and uh, we just Googled, and up it came, and we went to a couple of the meetings and fell in love with the membership and the, the mission and the values that are, are presented with the chamber and joined. And we've been a member now. We just renewed our membership, so we've been a member awesome. now a little bit better than a year. So despite who your table leader has been most of the time, you still kept coming back. That's good. Yes, I yes, like that. Yes. Well, and the Christian Chamber, I mean, the, the cool part about it is that you're surrounded by a bunch of people who don't necessarily know exactly how to fit their faith into their workplace and how to do it, but they all want to figure it out. Yes. And it's encouraging. I mean, and really, I think one of the most powerful things, yes, the speakers are fantastic, but it's that table discussion. Oh, that can really draw out some tears. It can draw out some uh, uh, good relationship-building conversations um, with Jesus and with your table mates. But, yeah, it sometimes can get intense. Any tears at your table today? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Don't even ask. <laughs> well, I, I told Dan, I said, yeah, and Dan Schock from CBMC uh, shared his testimony and how he almost died after getting hit by a car. And, and, and I've heard that story multiple times. I still cried twice. I mean, it's just it drew tear, tears to my eyes. And it's because it is incredible how God used that accent to strip the old Dan away mm. and the new Dan. And there's a decided difference, but it, it was it's just very encouraging. And then we had a, people share a couple of really emotional testimonies at our table, just sharing transparently. And it was it was really cool. Right. Yes. It always is that way at, at uh, the chamber meetings. Uh, like I said, it's sometimes it can get really intense, but you you're again, you're building your relationship with the people at the table and. Um, subsequently, and maybe vicariously, you're you're also building your relationship with Jesus because you and He are communicating what you're saying, and it's it's your own testimony at the table. Would you recommend that any Christ follower in the workplace get a, become a member of the Christian Chamber? Absolutely, 
And I would think that maybe they could bring any of their workmates with them as well, whether they're a Christ follower or not, because the offer's always there. Yeah, and it is. It's open to the business community around Tampa Bay. You don't have to be a Christ follower. The cool part is, if you bring a Christ follower or bring a non-Christ follower, as I call them, pre-Christians, they're going to hear the gospel, and they're also going to meet a lot of really neat people. Yes, they are. And, and what I'm amazed at, every month we have new guests, we have new returning visitors, but we have people that, and they're looking around, and you can see the deer in the headlights look, and they're like, what do I do? I'm like, hey, this is like any networking meeting. Just go meet people. Yes. And, and, and the cool part is, though, you may meet some people that will pray with you. Yes. I mean, it's, it's just awesome. So if you want to get involved in the Christian Chamber of Commerce, that's not what we're all talking about today, but both Catherine and I are members, go online, c3tb.org, c3tb.org. All right, so let's talk about travel cats okay first of all how did you before you got into the travel industry what did you do well i'm not going to take you back you know uh however many well, not, years not I, all 20 but, years of your no. business life <laughs> um when i met sandra actually I, I had just moved to brooksville and was okay. looking for work and uh some people might know what the welcome wagon is out there oh the welcome wagon was huge in minnesota oh yeah where i grew up the welcome wagon i remember we moved in july of 1974 that welcome wagon lady and it was a lady gave to our door all kinds of great coupons all kinds of things about this town we just moved into it was fantastic and they really are still alive, but I don't know if they're well, but they're alive in Minneapolis, but I don't know if they're as well as they used to be. I don't know about Minneapolis, but... Well, I know you don't. Most people are like, really? Why would anybody live there? <laughs> yeah, it's so cold. It's beautiful. Um, Welcome Wagon for us down here was an address book, okay. uh, and it was uh, a compilation of businesses that wanted to do uh, business with the new homeowners moving in, and uh, I was looking for a travel agent person to fill up that slot, and that's how I met Sandra. Oh, I, Awesome. I, uh, I looked at the Chamber of Commerce in Citrus County and found her, and and our story has been over the last nine years. So, as travel. So, but but when we've talked at the Christian Chamber, we've spent a lot of time talking back and forth. You guys, when you designed your travel agency, Travel Cats, is it travelcats.com online or is it travel? It is travelcats.com, and that's travels k a t z dot com. You put your faith at the center of what you're doing. Yes, we are a faith-based travel agency, and we're not using it. There are a lot of businesses out there, unfortunately, who use faith-based to draw clients in, and then they're not really Christian-oriented, so to speak, I guess. Um, we we are faith-based. You can expect on any of our trips to have Bible study, a sermon, uh, worship, um, if you want to uh, communion, I call it dinner with the Lord. It's uh, you know a very personal thing for me that that uh, that aspect of my faith. But uh, any of the trips that we take, we will be doing that. Uh, all of those sermons and Bible study, and that's fantastic. And, it, and it's you've got a lot of competition out there. I mean, there's a lot of home based travel agencies today. I mean, you don't get money anymore from putting people on airplanes. I mean, they, I knew that they killed that long ago, right? But you've got these tour opportunities. The cruises are fantastic opportunity. Martha and I do a marriage retreat cruise every year, so it is. I know it's a great industry, and and honestly, if you ever travel internationally, if you do it without a travel agent. You're just plain stupid, and even duct tape can't fix you, uh, because you need a tra- you need somebody that's your advocate because stuff gets messed up. Yes, it does. <laughs> when you miss when you miss a connection in Abu Dhabi and you still want to get home, you need to have a travel agent to help you because getting home from Abu Dhabi is not easy. No, it isn't. Um, uh, there is an education involved. 
a lot of people feel like uh, I can't use a travel agent because I like doing it myself. It empowers you to be able to go on the Internet and figure this out and schedule that, et cetera, et cetera. But like you said, things do go wrong. Oh, all the time. Today they go wrong more than often than not. Well, and, and then you've got the time factor. Now let's look at a travel agent. You're busy. You've got your work. You've got to pick up the kids. You've got to go to the store. You've got to fix dinner. I don't really have time, and I don't want to stay up until midnight planning my vacation that's going to be, you know, a week, 10 days. So that's where a travel agent comes in. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. There, there is... To travel without a travel agent, making sure that you're getting connected in the right places, just just plain, simple, not good. And, th- and the good news is we're letting people know today about you and you and Sandra and what you guys do, and, and it just gives them another resource. I want to uh, interject here. Sandra's not with us today. No, I know. She could. She was traveling, wasn't she? Hey, that's the wildest thing of all. She's in South Africa on safari with a group of 14 people. Can you imagine that? No. That's I can't. so amazing. I just don't know if I could handle being on a plane that long. <laughs> South Africa, it is, well, it's the other yes. end of the world. And so, before we get back to, of course, talking with Catherine, we need to do our book highlight segment, as we do each and every day. It's brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Our book today is Halftime, written by Bob Buford. If you're 35 to 55 and you're a Christ follower, you should read this book. Chasing a life of success, that will leave you empty. Pursuing a life of significance, even if it's in the same workplace, can change and shift your paradigm and make your work amazing each and every day. Halftime the book will take you there with the work of the Holy Spirit. I recommend you get this book. Anybody who's a Christ follower, 30 to 60, needs to read this book. And you know, I'm going to say it. I just got to say it, Ivan. I got to say it. You know, call in the studio line at 855-265-2929. But remember, you need to read this book. Don't wait for the movie. All right, call on to the studio line now at 855-265-2929 and get your copy of Halftime. You're saying, Jim, you've highlighted that book every week for the last 50 weeks. You know what? I'm going to highlight this book until it's no longer in print. I, I keep five extra copies in my trunk each and every day because I give it out to people all the time because this book, God used this book to shift my paradigm about how I looked at my workplace and how I look at my career. You need to read this book. All right, we're back in studio with Catherine Hoyt from... Travel Cats, TravelCats.com. You have had this, you, you've been doing travel business now, you said nine years, but you and Sandra business partners for three years. Talk to me about really quickly what your specialty is. Our specialty is uh, spectacular group vacation travel events. That was a lot. Spectacular yes. group vacation travel events. Yes, well, travel vacation events. You should maybe make an acronym for that or something. Maybe. <laughs> it would be It's a lot. Yeah. Um that's that's what we do though. I mean, we uh we get it um we get together with a, a person who has a group idea and we plan and produce that particular event. Uh, whether it's on land or at sea. Now, you can go to a travel agent for a family reunion or for a class reunion or whatever, and that travel agent can book you on this ship or book this land tour or whatever. 
and you go on it and you have fun with all of your comrades. What we do is a little bit more specialer. <laughs> a more specialer. Okay, all right. That's a new term. Yes, specialer. Yes. So what we do is we create an event because what what we're doing and what we're looking for is the relationship building between the people, the networking if it's a business, uh, building relations if it's family or classmates, and. We plan uh, pre-cruise or pre-hotel uh, stays. We plan events during and uh, during the cruise and during the land trip that we all do together, and it's all private as a group. So we we and we go with them also if if they want us to. So I we feel like that's a little bit more. Sp- Specialer than what the normal travel agent would do for a group. Where'd you grow up that you learned that word specialer? I'm in Missouri. <laughs> of so course. you got to show me if it's different. <laughs> specialer. All right, Catherine, I really want to... You're putting together... Let's just describe in detail how you can really bring the ministry into traveling. Talk about these trips you're putting together for the Christian Chamber of Commerce. Okay, we've got uh, the Blue Danube Cruise. We are making it a fundraiser for the... No, the uh, Danube, let's just, let's just help people out for those okay, geography challenge. In Europe. Okay. It runs north and south through five different countries. Starts where and ends where? Uh, we're going to start in uh, Prague and end in Budapest. Okay. So we're going to take this 10-day cruise. It is on September the 22nd, by the way. So if you haven't made your reservation, you need to right away. Uh, we're going to take this uh, cruise. And during the cruise, we're going to, again, have Bible study and worship services. But we're also going to uh, tour museums. We're going to tour cathedrals. There's a, a monk cathedral that we're going to. And, and Melk. We're going to visit Vienna, and we're going to hear the Vienna Orchestra, if that's one of the places that you want to be, and a lot of art museums uh, and communities. Now, it's on the river, so remember, you're in the community. You don't sail up to it and then take a little boat even further up and into the community and then horseback or cart into the community. You are in in, on the river, and you're in the community. Yeah, and this is a new... Well, I'm, it's probably not a new thing in Europe, but it's new for Americans to actually look at this river cruising, because a lot of us, when we hear about cruising, we're, we're cruising the Pacific, we're cruising the Atlantic, we're cruising the Caribbean. We don't think about cruising a river. Because they, right. they do a little bit on the Mississippi, but they don't do much on the Mississippi. Oh, oh wait a minute, you're, you're going to correct me. But not yet. Don't correct me yet. But I've seen the pictures uh, as you've advertised this Blue Danube uh, river cruise. I mean, the cruise ship's cool. It's like three, four stories tall. That's it. A little shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know. So how many people can be on one of these cruise ships? A couple hundred? Uh, no, it's like uh, five or six, eight hundred. Okay, so it's, it's under a about twenty percent of what the big ships do. Oh yeah. So it's much more intimate, and you are everywhere you go. There's scenery to see. It's not like you're in the middle of the Caribbean. What do you see? Water. Oh, Wait yeah. a minute. What you, turn left. What do you see? Water. What do you what, turn right? What do you see? Water. I did see a sea turtle one time out on a cruise. This is cool. I mean, you're seeing, isn't the Danube the one that actually has that river bridge where it? you're going one direction? Uh, I'm going to get, you have to look this up. I believe the Danube has a, a, you know, where they have a lock. They actually change directions with the river with the bridge where you can, it intersects another river and you can switch rivers. You look that up next I time. You, uh, you, yes, you do. You got to do that. <laughs> I, I'm just teaching you. I've seen YouTube videos on it. It's pretty cool. Okay. All right. So, but so you're saying there's river cruising on the Mississippi? Yes, there is, and on the Ohio, and up in Puget Sound, and well, I can see Puget Sound. It's gorgeous, but the Mississippi. Okay, come on. Well, yeah, you can do jazz from New Orleans to Memphis. Oh, 
or you can do all the way up to St. Louis or a little bit further than that. You can tour the Ohio River from uh, um, Ohio all the way down through uh, Illinois, Indiana, Illinois, and connect with the Mississippi where it it converges uh, with the Ohio River. That's an amazing place because the Ohio River is a tad bit cleaner than the Mississippi. So you can actually... A tad bit or just a little bit? I mean, because I've never been on the Ohio either. I've crossed it, though. You can actually see where the Ohio River comes into the Mississippi because it is... Mississippi is really dirty, muddy, dirty. Oh, it's gross. Yes, I so, grew up along the Mississippi. Yes, yeah, so did I. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I was in. The, yeah, but I was only like two hundred miles from the headwaters, and it was already filthy. Yeah, okay. I've been. Ac- I have walked across the Mississippi. That's interesting. In Itasca State Park. I mean, it's incredible. You can. It's like ten feet across where the Mississippi starts. Well, they have American Cruise Line. And they have a paddle wheel boat that goes up and down the Mississippi. I heard about the paddle wheel boats. And they're just amazing. So, but you're using this Blue Danube cruise for the Christian Chamber to help the Chamber actually raise money, but also to build camaraderie amongst its members. So talk about that, because that's where the Christ-centered part of what you do really comes into play. You're helping a nonprofit, but you're also really trying to build relationships. Well, you know Lori's going to put together an amazing itinerary as far as uh, conversations go when we're not going places, when we're not visiting museums. And, and cathedrals, etc. And yes, it is. It's going to be a relationship building opportunity for us uh, with your family. You know, there's going to be bonding with your family. How many of you out there are are so busy that you know you only have one meal, maybe two or three times a week together? This is going to be a whole cruise together as a family, and uh, it's it's going to be a very nice vacation. We're all looking very much forward to it. Are the rooms on the river cruises bigger than they are on the ocean cruises? No, they're about the same. About the same? Yeah, they're all about the same. And they don't have the traditional balcony that you would be used to on a cruise liner in the ocean. What they're called is a French balcony. It's a sliding glass door, and it has, um, if you will, like a wrought iron fence that goes across the door so you can't get out onto the deck. Uh, but there is like a catwalk for the employees to get around so they can wash windows and stuff. But you can't go out there. And I think a French French uh, balcony is a little bit on the romantic side. Well, the nice part is you can actually open your doors and enjoy the temperatures that yes, way. Yes. Whereas a regular cruise ship, you don't usually open the doors because it's hot out there. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you go to Alaska and yes. then you got the heat on in your cruise room. But yes. you know, you've done a lot of Alaska cruises? We have done a couple of Alaska cruises. We uh, we work with another company that puts together a cruise land tour. And what we've uh, experienced is uh, we fly into Vancouver. So you need a passport. We spend a couple of days in Vancouver visiting around the area and restaurants and shops, etc. And then we sail on the Inside Passage on the Holland America Oosterberg. Oostenburg, I believe is its name. You can't spell that. It's special. No, it's O-O something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And we travel We travel north up the Inside Passage. So you are surrounded on both sides with something, uh, be it glaciers or icebergs, etc. And uh, we get to um, uh, Anchorage. We do stop uh, at a couple of places. Uh, We get to Anchorage. And by the way, Anchorage is celebrating their uh, 100th birthday. So we're going to be involved with that celebration. Then we take a bus rail tour to Fairbanks. And we go through Denali National Park. And Mm. that is huge. And it's huge in the fact that there's a lot of acreage. 
but it's huge because it's so beautiful. It's so magnificent, and you feel so close to God when you're out there in, in that wilderness. It's just amazing, and the wildlife is just incredible. So which is, okay, so you feel close to God going through Denali National Park. Is that one better than the Israel tour that you guys do all the time? Well, the Israel tour is is substantial as far as being close to God because you are going to be walking the, in the same paths that Jesus and his disciples took. Um, they do a, a uh, the um, 12 steps of, uh, of the cross. Uh, they do the um, Sea of Galilee, where we get to go on a boat and actually go out into the Sea of Galilee. We do a, um, a Dead Sea float. It's full of salt, so you can't get it in your face or in your eyes or anything, but uh, we do that. But along the way, it's it's all the different places in the uh, that Jesus went, Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Nazareth, uh, Galilee. It's just gorgeous over there. So when you do those tours, and you got you and, and Sandra get to switch on who gets to go, do you, you guys have to fight over it? Uh, a or little you, bit. You flip the coin? or she, she tends to go on the national, international ones. I tend to stay at home. Well, that doesn't seem fair. Well, it'll happen. It's okay. it'll, it'll work happen. out. Yeah. Okay. Don't right. forget, we're only three years. Well, I understand, yeah. but, you know, come on. Okay, so talk to me about how you incorporate the gospel message and discipleship and, and encourage people in their faith when you go to Israel. Talk about that, because that, I mean, you guys, how many times, how many uh, tour trips have you done for groups to the nation of Israel? We've done a couple. Okay, there. all right, and cool. We use, a, we use a gentleman by the name of Boaz Shalgi. He has oh, that's uh, good Israeli name. Yes, yes. He's a seventh generation Israeli. Uh, wow. In, yes, in Galilee, and he will be very much happy to tell you the history of his family. He, he does know his genealogy. Um, he he gives us a wonderful tour of the area. Uh, we start off in Tel Aviv. We go to Galilee, and then travel south through Jerusalem and Bethlehem, and and we tour the whole area. You can't help but be inspired by the area. One of my friends through the Christian Chamber of Commerce said this, when you go to Israel, you'll never read the Bible the same way again. And that's very truthful. Hmm. And I hope someday I get a chance to do that. I don't know if that's possible. I'd like to see Alaska, too, but I don't know if that's possible either. I do have a good view of the beach here in Florida. That's what I get. (laughs) All right. So, you know, each and every day you're working with groups. You're working with these nonprofits. Give us some examples of how you can help nonprofits not only provide a great trip for their members, but also help support the nonprofit. How do you guys work that out? It's it's kind of interesting and a lot of fun in ways. Um, they have a um, uh, or the organization comes to us and they tell us that you know we need some money raised. So what can we do? So we interview them. We ask them what their wants and needs are as a group. Where is it? Do you want to go? What do you want to incorporate on in the trip? How do you want to uh, plan this out? So it's it's really an intense interview at the very beginning. And I want to let you know right here now that before we do a trip before we start the interview we always say a prayer because we want to make sure that the organization is on the same level that we are as far as worshiping and glorifying god because this trip is going to raise funds for that group and we want to make sure that everybody understands that it's not coming from the people who go on the trip it's coming from him and he wants us to accomplish this Wow. Okay. So talk about one of your big success stories where you actually heard, you you arranged a trip for a group and they came back and you heard the stories of how incredible God worked in the trip. 
talk, talk to me about you. You got to hear some of those success stories and how, how God moved in the trip. Maybe somebody came to Christ, or maybe somebody rededicated their lives to Christ. But talk about how how one example of how God worked in a in a trip. Well, I have a, a particular instance where a uh, cruise was offered up, and it was in the Caribbean, and it happened to be a pastor and his daughter. I understand the pastor had just lost his wife only just a very few months before this. And unbeknownst to his daughter, she was following in her mother's footsteps. Um, She was studying to be a nurse, an RN. He didn't want to tell her, his daughter, this fact because he didn't want it to change her direction as far as her schooling was concerned. He wanted her to take the path that he felt she wanted to take. This was her life she wanted to do, not her mother's life. And when they took the cruise together, they bonded, and that information came out. And that bond between that father and daughter is so strong, and it was just a wonderful experience. And she's going further with her education as as an RN. And I couldn't be more pleased. It, it just turned out to be such a fantastic voyage for them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you love to hear. You love to hear those stories because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's tons of stories you don't get to hear. But you, I'm sure you get a lot of that kind of feedback. Wow, this group thing that you put together worked fantastic. Is that all? Do you only work with groups or do you do some individual stuff? No, we do individual stuff. We just prefer to work with groups. Okay. Uh, it, it just turns out to be a lot more fun. Sure. Um, individuals are fine. I mean, they're just fine, though. <laughs> individuals are fine. We're, y'all are fine. It, it's okay to do an individual. and we're Y'all fine. are fine, but all y'all, that's better. Yeah, yeah all y'all. <laughs> so, you know, we'll do an individual if a family comes to us and, and requests a, a trip. Sure, we're not going to tell them, no, you can't come here because whatever. Uh, we, we just enjoy travel and we enjoy the inspiration that we uh, we get from them when they come back I mean it's it's like seeing their faces when they explain to us or describe their trip is just amazing you, you just see the experience all, all across their face and it's it's inspiring for us as travel agents because you know God made this world yes I do know that okay there's no other way to explain it. It's it's up to us to actually take the time and go out and look at it and and stand in awe of what he did. I mean, it's it's just a beautiful place, and for us to be able to experience it is just amazing. Yeah, I think probably one of the most awe-inspiring things I've seen in this country so far is the Grand Canyon. Yes. And, and you could sit there on the edge of the Grand Canyon and sit and look, and you're like... Holy mackerel. It's just incredible. I mean, it's like a picture. You want to reach out and touch it, but of course it's too wide. But there's places all over the world that incredible. Yes. But many of us won't get to see it. And most of us don't appreciate where we're at. I mean, I got a brother who lives in Honolulu. When he's in, he's in traffic, they have orchids in the in the ditches in between the highways. Oh, wow. Well, because they grow natural there. I mean, like, nobody people appreciate it. I'm like, well, at least when you're in traffic, you're looking at volcanoes, the Pacific Ocean, and you got orchids decorating your highways. Mm-hmm. People miss that stuff. I was missing that stuff. I flew from Ontario, California to Tampa on a trip, and we flew over the Grand Canyon, and it uh, it was spectacular. That's the only time you've ever seen it? Yeah. You haven't been there yet? No, I haven't been there Oh, yet. your husband of 20 years needs to take you there. It's a great road trip, but it's, I mean, you fly into Phoenix, it's only four hours of a drive, but right. it's a pretty neat place. So I, I said before the, the, the break that I said, okay, every, every travel agent has that nightmare story that they don't want to tell. 
but it's still pretty cool to hear. And we just want to hear one of those stories. It can't all be good. Even though God uses those really tough times in our lives to shape our character, tell us one of those stories that you don't want people to hear. Okay. We've got one in particular, and I'm going to really generalize because I don't want to um, be too specific. But we had this group of people that we marketed to. And, uh, oh, yes, they said this would be a great way to raise funds for our group. It would be just wonderful. We could do this. We could do that. You know, and we were going to take a trip over to the Netherlands and Belgium and France and watch the gardens grow and the tulips and Mm, sail from London. You know, it was going to be about a week and everybody was going to be uh, involved in the fundraising for the group, etc. Long story short, it didn't come to fruition. We had a board member whose idea it was with ours. And when you change board of directors, sometimes the direction of a group might change. So because it wasn't that new board member's idea, they didn't want to have anything to do with it. And when we look back on it, when Sandra and I really looked back on it and really tried to figure out what it was that happened that went wrong, why didn't this come to fruition? And it was because it wasn't God-centered. We were too greedy. We went after the market. We went after the, the organization. We didn't have our focus correct. And as a travel agency that is faith-based, that's kind of important to have your focus correct. And I, I can only blame the fact that we didn't get it together because of that. And that is one of the biggest reasons why we changed our direction, why we sought out the Christian Chamber, because we knew we needed help. And the only way you can get help is your help is in him. We are regretful that that particular cruise didn't take off because we uh, we thought it was a beautiful idea for uh, fundraising, etc. It's just that the, the group and us, we just kept button heads. And that's a testimony for Travel Cats because we just didn't have our focus right. But today, your focus is always keeping Christ at the center of what you're doing. Absolutely. I mean, Sandra and I realized after after that particular instance that this cannot happen again, and this will not happen again. We have got to continue to pray. We have got to bring that more on the focus, uh, him on the focus, and and follow his path. I mean, he, he knows where we're going. He's already laid it out for us. We just have to listen. And I don't think we were listening then. Wow. And that's something I pray about all the time, is that to be a Christ follower, first of all, you need to be able to hear the voice of the Lord, which means you got to shut up. Yep. And for me, that's a difficult thing. So be quiet, and then listen, and then be obedient. Yes. And so that's all I pray about almost every day. I, I probably should do it every day. But uh, it just, Lord, just help me to hear your voice, and then to listen to what you're saying, and then be obedient. Mm-hmm. Because when we're obedient... Life is so much better. I mean, it's one thing pushing against God. It's another thing just doing it on your own. I mean, just, just that's trouble for you when you're, when you're trying to run the opposite direction than where he wants to send you. Well, you know how the night sky happens one star at a time. Uh, sometimes I can equate our business like that one star at a time because God will pop up here and he'll pop up there and he'll say, see, this is what I told you. This is where you need to be. See, over here is where you need to be. And, and it's one at a time. And it's just amazing. It kind of brings chills to me every time I think about the way that God is presenting our lives to us in his plan. And it's 
travel. I mean, goodness gracious. Like I said earlier, this big, beautiful world he created. And what better way to experience it is through travel. So since you made that decision, things have been a lot smoother for Travel Cats? Absolutely. All right. So people can get a hold of you online at TravelCats.com. That's TravelKATZ.com. But they can also just email you, KS at TravelKATZ.com. Yes. KS at TravelCats.com. Or call you. 352-277-7300. So they've got a group. They want to take on a trip to meld that group together to build some functionality within their group, uh, maybe even raise some money for their group. You guys are the place where they should go. Yes. All right. That's fantastic. I really appreciate you sharing that testimony and for just being transparent because I know you're in an industry where you can control a lot of the details, but it's still dependent on everybody else doing their job along the way. Well, this industry is $8 trillion worldwide, so there's room for a lot of travel agents. We would just like to separate ourselves out with giving you the knowledge that we're going to be honest. We're going to... Everybody says that. Of course you're going to be honest. We're going to... You wouldn't say, if you're going to lie to everybody, would you say that on the radio? We're going to lie to you. No, no, no. no, no. And we work with integrity that is Bible-based. So I can't say anything else other than that. I love the Lord. I'm doing what He wants me to do. I'm sure of it because... You can feel His pleasure when you're doing what... The Lord wants you, you can feel his pleasure. Yes. And it, it shows on your face. It yes. does. Each and every day it shows. All right, we've come to the end of another I Work For Him show. And I, my challenge to you today is that I want you to join the I Work For Him nation. If you want to follow the Lord in your workplace, here's the challenge I put out to you. Start praying by name for your coworkers and employees each and every day. By name. Just start praying for them. Look for ways to befriend them outside of the workplace. Look for ways to serve them inside the workplace. All along looking for a way to pray with them in the workplace when you see that their countenance has changed. But be the best and brightest example of an employee or a boss in that workplace while you're doing these things. If you're willing to do that, if you're willing to make that commitment to start transforming your workplace, allow God to use you to transform your workplace, go onto our website, click on Contact Us, and say, Jim, I want to be part of the I Work For Him Nation. That's IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. You're listening to the I Work For Him Show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.